1: Good morning, happy Friday to you, Steve Sippel. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We are 22 days away from kickoff in Ireland. Can you taste the Guinness in your mouth right now? Can I
0: taste the Guinness?
1: Yeah. And that's how smack your lips, you sicko.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't.
1: I should have brought a pipe for you this morning then.
0: Yeah, no. So the
1: day off with that.
0: Yeah. I, um... I... I've been thinking about it more. You have to get special plug-in adapters over there. They don't have, like, the kind we
1: have. I was talking with that, about that last night with somebody regarding it. They went to Ireland and Scotland in the past saying you can't just go plug your stuff into the wall. Right. The person had to like, look for four hotels before they found an actual one with a normal plug-in. Well, you got to
0: find an adapter. I need to do They that. have adapters. That's important. Best Buy. I'm going Best Buy. Okay. I've heard Target might even be a place you can get them, or you have to order them. What do you plug it into? You plug the adapter into the, what they have, and then it, it has what we have. Interesting. That makes sense? I wonder what it looks like yeah. in their walls. I got a picture of yeah, it on my phone. I, I, need I have to a see, photo on my phone. I need to phone. see that. Yeah, yeah. You're, visual, you're a visual learner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. see I have a photo in my phone. I will show you. Thank you very much. Let's not talk about this. Uh, I don't have anything interesting to say.
1: <laughs> I hope William didn't hear that. Yeah. I, I don't know that already. I don't have for the show. Yeah, nothing yeah.
0: happened to me yesterday. It was interesting. I just worked. I just find that these days I work and then it's 730. and It's like, okay, well, I better start getting ready for the show and then bed. And that's it. That's my life. That's so
1: a good routine, though. Yeah, that's not bad. You drove by Steve Earl last night. Did not go to the I concert drove by twice
0: bourbon. I drove by twice. Um, I went out to shoemakers. I did go out to shoemakers on the bike. On the hog, yeah. Yeah, and that was, you know, was sort of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I drove by and saw the tour bus. Did you that could whole have thing. Gone and
1: stomped Copperhead Road with all the people there.
0: Yeah, I could have. I definitely could have went in there last night. Hmm. I definitely could have went in there last night. There wasn't a line. I wonder how big the crowd yeah, was.
1: Yeah, I, I would guess there's less regret for this one than Seether, right? That's that one. That one is still regrettable for you. Seeing them there, you had plenty of time a couple years ago to, to get go in the theater. You did. It pretty regrettable. Both.
0: This one, I think you're okay. <laughs> well, we'll talk about yeah, it as Steve we go Earl. on. We'll, we'll talk about it as we go on. Steve Earle, Copperhead Road, Guitar Town, um Exido was his great album. Uh Exod was a great album, and Guitar Town was a great album. I think those were. Anybody go albums. to
1: Steve Earle last night? Yeah. Anybody Four, go six, to Steve Earle? Yeah. I, I'm curious, is it do we do we have any listeners listening right now that attended the Steve Earl concert last night at the Bourbon Theater in Lincoln? 402-464-5685. Let us know if you went how it was. And yeah, review would be
0: good. Okay, let's
1: talk about uh, practice. <laughs> of course. Nebraska hey, by the way, as a tease regarding practice, oh. seven o'clock today, we will have on these airwaves, on this show, our friend. Jerry DiNardo of the Big Ten Network. He was here yesterday with Dave Revson, Howard Griffith, and the guys on the BTN bus tour, which started at
0: Nebraska. Sip. Stop one. Jerry tweeted this. Uh, this is Jerry's first tweet, I think, of the day yesterday. Jerry DiNardo. Nebraska stop one. Really good practice. Uh, number seven. It was their seventh practice of preseason camp. He says this. Certainly a roster that will match up. Talent wise, with most of the schedule, okay. What I'm going to ask him at seven, okay, is okay. You say match up talent wise. Is this? I mean, are, will they exceed some teams talent wise? Um, and I think it's pretty. I I don't think it's who don't they match up with talent wise
1: uh, on the
0: on the on this this schedule, Michigan?
1: Well. It, Think about that one though. I mean, last year Nebraska played them evenly
0: the entire game, right? It didn't seem like a gross mismatch. I to
1: mean, me. you, you had two studs in Hutchinson and Ojebo that are gone now,
0: and the running backs o- gone, and the running backs gone. Offensively,
1: it wasn't even that unfair either. I mean, Haskins was good. Hassan Haskins was good. Blake yeah. Corum is still there, <laughs> right? Eric All is still there, the tight end. But they, they weren't like unbelievable offensively.
0: No, right? no Nebraska hung in there with exactly. Them.
1: I, d- I don't think I viewed any- that game besides the two defensive ends as any sort of talent mis- mismatch. Okay, it, wasn't, it wasn't
0: a mismatch, but I wouldn't say Nebraska was on even ground talent-wise with Michigan. That'd be
1: Yeah, but it wasn't, a ra- like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Ohio State, Nebraska. Like, Ohio State's got better talent than Nebraska does. No doubt about that. Michigan was not that level. They beat them. They're the ca- <laughs> the they were the conference
0: champions. It wasn't the same thing, though. Wasn't the same. I'll tell you what, Jay. I mean, these get to be complex conversations. Football's that way. The bottom line is Michigan had OJ Bowen, Hutchinson, and Hassan Haskins, and Nebraska didn't. They did. Okay. So, are they didn't match up necessarily with them. Okay, let's move on. Well, unless you want to. They match. I don't
1: up. know what Oklahoma has for you know in terms yeah. of. Yeah. Last year they looked like the same talent of teams though, right?
0: Mm. I
1: know. I wouldn't
0: say that. I how, no. how how I thought much Oklahoma had an edge? Like a big edge or a small edge? It was smaller than I anticipated. Well,
1: same here. Right. I thought it'd be a bigger edge, but when the game
0: game was played, it didn't seem like that big of an edge. There was a see that game is informative in my it, it was to me because it was Nebraska's fourth game. Remember the Illinois game is still in your mind, right? In, when you go to Oklahoma. Yes. And but in the second quarter, I remember this moment that I turned to the guys, Parker Gabriel, <clears throat> Parker Gabriel, and excuse me, and um, Chris Basnet, and it was a it was a striking moment for me during the season because it because it hit me. Nebraska's not they're 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 in this game for the long haul. They're playing a top I don't know, top ten team at that time, Oklahoma? Yep, yeah. They're playing a top-ten team, and the top-ten team's on its home field, and it doesn't look much better than Nebraska. (laughs) No,
1: the offense was not clicking for Oklahoma. The defense was solid, but not unbelievable. I kept
0: saying, Nebraska's not bad.
1: No. They're not bad. That was everybody's thought, wasn't it, for that
0: game? Yeah. I was like, Nebraska's pretty good right now. They're good.
1: I think there's always the fear of a blowout when you go to Norman, but that was never in play.
0: This is where our guys, our our regulars, they – well, anybody. This is where anybody would say – Yeah. And then they finished three and nine. So that's an indictment on the coaching staff. Uh, Unfortunately, in, in some ways, that is, right? They've got, but Frost always says, Scott Frost, the head coach, always says that we're close. You know, we're close. And now it's time to get over the hump. Could you, could you argue with them that they're close even when they're 3-9? and nine? It's a very complicated discussion. That's How's 3-9 That's, and why, nine that's close. why
1: last year was so confusing. Yeah, it's weird. Because the record nowhere matched up with what the team looked like on the field. Now, they had some clunkers. Illinois, Purdue were clunkers of performances, but the games they lost to better teams, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, you know Wisconsin, th- those were good football games. They were genuinely good football games I know. that you just could came not. Came up short. Close, or you couldn't keep the lead against Iowa when you had a big lead,
0: right? Double digit lead and lost it. Yeah, you're playing with good teams. Yeah, you're not getting whooped. Uh, Dave Revson tweeted, Dave Revson is, I, I don't know, the host. Yes, he's the host, uh, and he's a great dude and he's a very astute. He, he tweeted, Thought Casey Thompson looks solid, solid today, abundantly clear mm. he is the leader at QB. Though Chubba Purdy also had a nice day, showing an ability to extend plays a bit. Well, I would, if I were Casey Thompson, I'd say, well, well I, you, you know what? I can do that too. Yeah. So, abundantly clear he is the leader at QB. Just kind of affirming things we know, yep. right? Yep. Um, I'd, I'm still interested if Chuba can make any kind of move here. It seems like Whipple gives so much weight – to Casey's experience at Texas, that Casey's lead is almost insurmountable, barring a huge letdown by Casey. Right. So Casey could a let clunk down against
1: Northwestern or something. Or, yeah, or yeah. Right before, right before the game, if he
0: starts now, if he gets two weeks in and he's a starter, he's, he's a starter. Star. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you okay. got to make a move here. Okay. Pretty
1: then, quick. then a horrible performance in the game one. If you, if you have to make a move already, game two.
0: Well, no. What need would need to happen if I'm if I'm Purdy, Jake? I'm saying scrimmage Saturday. Okay. I gotta make. Let's I gotta make some plays. I gotta make some big plays. Some here. plays. Now, is it? Do you want to go into it that way? I don't know if that's the mindset. <laughs> Just take care of the ball, move the team. But in doing so, maybe I can make some big plays. All right,
1: Jerry Denard. More from Jerry. Uh, Nebraska stop. This is from Twitter. Nebraska stop one. <laughs> Today reinforced the ch- the season's challenge. Better quarterback play. Special teams improvement win the close games, win the matchups, equals successful season.
0: Hey, skipped ahead. I thought that was the last one. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, Better QB play. Seems like people are taking that for granted. Jake? (laughs) I don't know if I am. Right. Better QB play. I don't know if I'm taking it for granted. I'm not saying Jerry. I'm not suggesting Jerry DiNardo of the BTN Network is either. The BTN Network? (laughs) The Big Ten Network. Yeah, the Big Ten Network. The BTN. sound yeah. like an old man. Come I on. Do. Come
1: on. Get it together. The, the Twitter there. and the yeah. BTN. <laughs> the Facebook. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, better QB play. I don't know if I take that for granted. Special teams improvement. We'll talk a lot about that as the show goes on. We will. Because Bill Bush. I'll tell you what Bill Bush does a good job of in his appearances. He had an 18-minute appearance in front of the media corps yesterday. You can see why he's a good salesman because he really he's really enthusiastic very about smooth. special teams. He's smooth, he's yeah. polished. Yeah, yeah. He 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 gave an opening statement. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, he gave an opening statement. And he um, he he talks very enthusiastically about. Okay, I, I'm going to say his work, but he, I think he would want you to say, "I'm enthusiastic about the work that's being done by the coaches and the players." He said the coaches are, are are just busting their asses. That's what he said. Um, and the players, he, he went down a long rundown of the position groups and the guy, some of the guys that are really contributing. Okay, so Nebraska stop one, Jerry writes. Today reinforced the season's challenge. Better QB play, special teams improvement, win the close games, right. win the matchups. So with better QB play <clears> – <throat> And special teams improvement, you could win close games more often.
1: Well, that, that's a vital part in doing something. Nebraska's special teams has let them down immensely the last couple years. They've had some close losses that were partially because of special teams. Yeah, you, not, yeah, Not fully, but certainly partially. Partially. Did I say anything on
0: this show today? <laughs> we're only 12 minutes in. That would suggest that I have a lack of Omaha awareness. The Vegas Bobcat says, Money. Have you ever been to Omaha? What did I did I say something about Omaha? I don't recall. What are you talking about? Vegas?
1: Dude, was Omaha brought up in the conversation here? I didn't here think
0: so. Jiminy, have you ever been to Omaha? Anyway, whatever. Today, explain that one. So better QB play, special teams improvement, win the close games, win the matchups, successful season. I mean,
1: it sounds simple. But I mean, those are the things that Nebraska just wasn't good enough at last year, and they went three and nine. But it wasn't a horrible three and nine; it was just a, a painstakingly close so many times.
0: Three and nine, you like, can just a couple things away. You can make this conversation easy. Nebraska has enough talent to get to a bowl game as long as they don't screw it up. That's what it is. That's kind of what it was last year to me. But the schedule was the complicator. Now the schedule is manageable. The schedule was the complicator last year, but I thought last year I said it. If I said it once, I said it a thousand times on this show. My where I was very critical of Scott was he had the talent to get to get his team to a bowl game. It didn't get there. He didn't maximize the team. When the team's talent is not maximized, that's only a coach. That's a coaching issue.
1: Well, and you also mentioned several times, which I agree with, on this show this year, is that your, your hope is that you see some semblance of normalcy.
0: Oh, God, that would be nice. I, just normal football. Just win the normal games. Like, why do we have to have bizarre things happen now, all the time? You know what was – what, what I wrote a column in 2017. Parker, Parker Gabriel reminds me of this all the time. Remember 2017, I do. what happened to start the season? They played Arkansas State. Yes, yep.
1: Close And to Arkansas
0: me. State, you know what Arkansas State was doing? They were driving down the field to tie it. They were. They had the ball at the 11-yard line of Nebraska. Late,
1: late in the game. Yeah,
0: they had the ball. They, they kicked a freaking onside kick and got
1: they it. They did. I thought that was terrible.
0: <laughs> and got it. Yeah. And here we go. It's the first game of the Riley era, and they're going to lose this son of a buck. Um,
1: mm, wait, 15. 20, uh, wasn't BYU the first game of the running year? No, area? 2017. The yeah, first, that, oh, I'm sorry. The first game of, of the this, season. Of yeah, first game okay. of
0: the Diaco era. Yes. How about that? There we go. First game <laughs> of the Diaco yeah, era. there we go. And it is, they, Arkansas State, it, it drives the ball. while well, they get the onside kick, yep. complete three passes, 10, 11, 11 here yards. Here they are. And here they are at the 11. In the red zone. Here they are at the 11, throwing the ball to get in. Time runs out, Nebraska escapes. And then what happens? They go to Oregon, yep. and they're down 42-14 to 14 at, at half. half. <laughs> yep, 42-14 <laughs> to 14 at halftime. Nothing normal about the start of the <laughs> no, season. No. And then, at the end of the game, Nebraska's knocking on the door to win in Oregon. And, it sounded and I'm like, interviewing players after the game, and I've got to keep reminding myself that they lost.
1: Yeah, they're all jubilant, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we, you know, we lost, but they, they, you would never know no, that. No, you
0: wouldn't have known it. Riley was there with all his Oregon friends, smiling, laughing, like having a frickin' Check the party. Wait, we lost. Like a, a return party. I'm like, I got, and I literally was reminding myself they lost this game. i got to write a column. They lost. They lost. They didn't win. And then... Then what happens? They come home. And what? Northern Illinois. And before that game, you know what I wrote? I just want some normalcy. <laughs> Nothing what normal this, about that game. What this place needs, I wrote before the Northern Illinois game. You can go back and and, and read it. What this place needs is some normalcy. It just needs a 42-14 to 14 win against Northern Illinois. And then what happened? Didn't Tanner Lee bounce a pass off somebody's helmet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a picked-off screen pass yeah. for a touchdown
1: think like the 10-yard line, right? And Nebraska yeah, was, was driving. They threw a screen pass, or yeah. one of the two off the helmet, I forget. But it was
0: returned 90 yards for a score. Yeah. And that was that. And then after the game, Sean Eichhorst is down in the media area telling everybody what a good leader he is, which is a major red flag if a yep. leader's telling you he's a good, he's a good leader, right? Mm-hmm. If a leader has to tell you he's a good leader, then he's not. He's probably in some trouble. So you're one and
1: two with the loss to Northern Illinois. Yeah,
0: there's no normalcy and on your home field. Normalcy's dead. You need some normalcy. Frost needs some normalcy. So what's normalcy? It's not really normal going to Dublin, but w- beating Northwestern soundly and then beating North Dakota and Georgia Southern—that's normalcy. Then, then, then that would be—you need that normalcy going into Oklahoma.
1: It's—it's it's not having. Some ridiculous turnover margin against you, or being negative ten. Yeah, it's it's not having ridiculous penalties at the most ridiculous times. It's not missing your short field goals, or or shanking punts, or getting punts
0: blocked. Yeah, you got it. All right, we don't. We're lapsing into something that doesn't For, suggest hope. No, we,
1: we no. We do have hope. It's it's because we. Believe we those hope, things won't happen this we year. We hope for normalcy. Yes. Uh, Corey Lincoln, regarding Nebraska's talent level, says Nebraska has never not had enough talent to make a bowl game. Not once in the last 20 years have they not had enough talent to make a bowl game. They could have made one
0: every single year. Ooh, Corey. Yay, yay. Corey. Uh oh. No. I don't. Yeah, uh-uh. I agree with him. I don't. I you got, Of course you guys do because you get mesmerized by the Scarlet and Cream and you think any player that has that has that on must be pretty good, I was looking. What year? I was looking. No, I was looking at something different. I was looking at that that Alamo Bowl team of 03 yeah. and how much better that team was than these well, teams. It's a
1: ten win team though, right? Yeah, a ten win team that got the
0: coach yeah, fired. We're
1: talking about six. You were talking about six wins
0: though. God for Corey. I mean, I mean, look at that defense in 03, How much better? Like they didn't. They had guys. They were so much better than it is now. Not arguing that. Uh, arguing the fact that they've they they had sh- ten, They had at least 10 guys. I'm a, I counted 8 to 10 guys that played in the NFL. Right. And they won 10 games. Yeah. It's a good season. They, but we're talking
1: about getting to six wins. Nebraska has had the talent to at least get to six wins. Probably I mean, every year.
0: I mean, you were talking about Stuart Bradley was a third team defensive end on that team. Thir- My backer? Well, I think they had him at defensive end in that okay. season and moved him. I think that's the way it went. Um, I mean, they had Trevor Johnson. They had guys you forget about. Trevor Johnson, Trevor Johnson was a great was player. I'm sure he was, absolutely. Great player. Mm-hmm. Then Ryan Bingham, you forget about Ryan Bingham. Barrett Rood, the Bullocks, Fabian Washington. Okay, about, I just yeah. named six off the top of my head. Right, yeah,
1: but, but again, ten wins is different than six. Look, Smith the, was on that the, team. The bare minimum was six. Yeah, I know, but. They, they've had teams, even the 2017 uh, team, probably could have gotten to six uh,
0: wins. Poorly coached. Oh, a poor, a poor on. coaching I mean, decision. by Bob where this is where you have that thing where you guys, you no, guys, not... you guys, you you think that Mikael Wilbon because he's he's wearing red, scarlet and cream is a is the answer. I mean that's a I don't I don't mean to pick on him, but that, that their running back room was not a bold team running back room. No. And I'm not saying I don't think the receivers were. You'll try to sell me that. Those all those guys that are five eleven and lower or, or that was a receiver room that could get to a bowl. No.
1: You don't think a receiver room of Stanley and JD could make a bowl and it game?
0: Had, it, had, it, had, it had DeMornay too.
1: That could make a bowl game? Mm.
0: Really? I don't know. Look at the teams that are playing in bowls and sh- and and, oh, and look at and look at their receiver rooms. Don't just look at Nebraska in a in a in a vacuum, you gotta you gotta go outside and look at what other teams have compared to that. It's better. That's why they're four and eight. You can sit there and cross your arms, and <laughs> and and dig in the ground, and say, "Oh, Nebraska! No, they had the talent." Well, listen, I'm saying the six. The, wins. You know what Cincinnati suggests they didn't have the talent? They're four and eight. Right. That's what
1: suggests. Well, it. That's a lack of. That's a coaching problem too. Coaching and development. Both of them. And Scheme probably didn't match up with the guy. It, it was just a disaster. They had the guys to be able to win six games. They what? won four. They won three last year. They underachieved. We all know that. Last year's team, would you argue, should you know, have the talent to make a bowl game? Would you argue against that at 3-9? You and nine?
0: entitled when you do this. I'm not, not entitled. It sounds entitled. Was last year's team good enough to make a bowl game? Yes. Did, at 3-9. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were. Right. I thought they had enough but I thought there were 6 or 7. I thought it was a 6 or 7 okay, win team. That's all we're asking for. Six that game.
1: I'm not is that I'm all not I'm for? not saying this you're hearing me saying Alamo Bowl 10 win team. The minimum is six for a bowl game. And actually Nebraska made it with 5 wins one time in 2015 mm-hmm. and won the game. 5 and 7 got them to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. We're talking the absolute minimum to get there. Nebraska has been capable as Corey said,
0: every year the last twenty years. I don't you get agree to with six. that. I don't agree. With, I just flat don't agree. Not ten. I mean, not nine. That sounds six. entitled. It's not entitled. Yeah, it sounds that way because the fact is they didn't, which suggests that they didn't have the talent. So I don't know.
1: You can well, how many teams out there have had have had talent that has been criminally underdeveloped or underutilized? It happens all the time in college football.
0: Okay. Uh, Dave Revson writes. Spin out of this, sorry. Dave Revson writes I'm surprised you're fighting this, but. lots of options at RB. AJ Allen, a talented newcomer who should be in the mix. It's interesting. AJ Allen's getting some run. Emmett Johnson gets forgotten. I wouldn't forget Emmett Johnson. I'm not sure why if there's a good any good reason except for just perception, why A. J. Allen gets more run than Emmett Johnson. Like Emmett Johnson has or AJ Allen has become the kind of the buzz of camp. From newcomer, as far as newcomers go, where I don't know why, I don't know what what people are basing it on. It, that why is he he's got four stars by his name. Emmett Johnson has three. Is that the reason? Is that is that the only reason? It could be because nobody sees practice. What's the deal? Um, I wouldn't forget about Emmett Johnson, and I don't this, know that for this season. Well, I don't know that. Well, and I wouldn't forget about him. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't say AJ Allen's leaps and bounds ahead of Emmett Johnson. I I just don't understand. I don't get that, but that's fine. I mean, I don't, It's not, not. It's nothing to quibble about. But Emmett Johnson's a good running back, as is AJ Allen. I don't think you're gonna need him. I I just don't think you're you're gonna need those guys. I think you're gonna need Ernest Hausman, a, a true freshman. If there's a candidate among the true freshmen to play more than four games, um. It would be Ernest Hausman. Yep. Oh yeah, and lot of I think AJ Allen would be the other one. Uh, can I read a text here real quick? It, no, because I just contradict myself. But I, I think, <laughs> yeah. I
1: go ahead. Wet blanket is with us this morning. Four six four five six eight five. He says, "I want to pull my gray hair out today." This normalcy talk is total garbage. Nebraska isn't losing games because of some bizarre outside force. They're losing games because they constantly lose the line of scrimmage. They can't execute simple special teams plays and consistently make mistakes in the situational football that wins games. Uh, to this f- doesn't just change because it can't keep happening.
0: To be fair, I didn't say there was a weird out, outside force. I don't think you did either. I don't think I said those words. I do think Nebraska has created these strange situations or these sort of bizarre Saturdays that were, that were just in some ways that don't seem to make sense. Um, I don't know. No, no, we're not suggesting that there's an outside force. Nebraska has been its own worst enemy. That's what I'm saying. And I just contradicted myself. I don't know if you noticed it. I said that if there's two true freshmen who would maybe eclipse the four game the four-game redshirt rule. Um, it would be Allen and Hausman. Mm-hmm. When I was, it could be Emmett, Emmett Johnson too. But let's just say, let's just say AJ Allen slash Emmett Johnson and Ernest Hausman. Ernest Hausman, gosh darn! Hey, you talk about, about, about a guy you. that that this coaching staff really likes. They do. It's Ernest Hausman. Now he would pl- be playing in a backup role. Um, he'd be playing in a reserve role. Between, behind Reimer and Henrich. And, and, and to be fair to the veteran players in that conversation too, Ativa Maga Clements and Garrett Snodgrass, Reimer said Ativa Maga Clements has is, is, had a great camp hmm. and has made the most progress. So I wouldn't rule out. Now he's a senior, um, third year in the program after playing at Diablo Valley. Um, in California. So I'd watch a Tiva Maga climb. It's pretty close. A couple more tweets from Dave Revson from yesterday after
1: uh, during practice. He put a video of the offensive line. He says, O-line will benefit from having Teddy Prohaska back. Very good piece. Enjoyed listening to Donovan Rayola teach. Good communicator. From Dave Revson. Okay. And last one he says uh, from Dave Revson. Aside from the quarterbacks, the transfer who really stood out on the offensive side was – Trey Palmer, receiver from LSU. How about that? Versatile player who can clearly make an impact. It's from Dave Revson, who is here with the BTN Bus Tour. and We'll talk
0: to Jerry DiNardo further about this at 7. You point. know what I would say? And I wouldn't say this to Trey Palmer. I, I don't think I'd say it to him if I was a coach. Jake, he needs to make an impact. He, he needs to be an impact player. Yeah. Because what, what, who else at that position are you looking at? You have some solid guys. Maybe Marcus Washington's that, He's a field stretcher, and he can make some big pop plays, you know, eye poppers. Garcia Castaneda, may, maybe, but I don't look at him that way. Slot guy. Um, this fan base will always still hope for Omar Manning to make plays. Yes. Omar's and he made a big. couple last year. Xavier Betts would have been, would have been big. He would be, he'd be the most talented. Sure. Xavier Betts would be the most talented player on the, on the, at the receiver position. Um. So yeah, they they need Palmer. They need Palmer to be, to be really good. I, I I want you to take a deep breath. What are you gonna ask Uncle Jerry? Oh, Jerry I'm, Dinardo. Well, I'm
1: I'm curious. I want to know about both sides of the ball and see what they look like. But offensively, you know, Dave Revson's high on the quarterbacks. What, what's your question? Well, I'm not I'm not giving away the question right now. Why? Because I'm gonna. It's, you know, it's not,
0: not. A secret. We're talking to Jerry DiNardo at seven. You hear, you, can't you, you hear can't, the question? Then can't you just say a question? Yeah,
1: I'd say. Why well, I, I would ask. Do you do you feel that Casey Thompson looks like the no doubt starter? Okay, and if so, what do you like about him? Yeah, okay. what do you like? Wait, what do you see? Why
0: why are you so so high on him? Could Purdy make a move? Right. Is Purdy does Purdy did Purdy show you enough that that he can make a move? Now Jerry will probably say, I just saw one practice, guys. Um. And you, and, I, and you know what? You have to be careful in those, in those shoes. Now, they won't be able to compare Nebraska to other teams because Nebraska was the first stop. Now, if he, on the other hand, if he says that, I'll say, yeah, but Jerry, you've been watching Big Ten football for how long? You know what? what you, you have a pretty good base level knowledge of the talent in, the, in these programs right now. How does Nebraska stack up? To which he could say, "Yeah, but the portal changes everything. The rosters change so much. I got to see these other teams." To which I would say, "Jerry, Iowa didn't. There's no Iowa didn't go to the portal. Um, Wisconsin, I don't. Wisconsin did go to the portal a little bit. And they they were curious about Caleb Williams too. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> they were curious. <laughs> they didn't have an nil <laughs> well situation. You we have any money here? No. Oh, okay. Well, I think they could have come up with money, but it would have been unorganized, and that was probably unappealing to Caleb Williams." You know, boy nil Oof. nil nil. That whole volleyball thing was interesting. Yes, it was. I yes, think. It I was. think. I
1: think that with nil, it will always be interesting.
0: Well, it, yeah. Especially at the high end with the high end players. Yeah. All right, that was a, that was a decent discussion. <laughs> Yeah, thank you to
1: the tweets from Dave Revson. and Jerry DiNardo. We'll talk with Jerry ourselves at 7 a.m. When we come back, Bill Bush was at the podium after practice yesterday. Who does he believe is the uh, right now the leader in the kick return game? We'll tell you that next. early break in the ticket.
0: Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit JoinCrowdHealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's JoinCrowdHealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply.